Hi everyone, my name is Barbara Lally and today is the February edition of Trick Talks. Today we're going to talk to Jenny um, and I can't believe that we've already had an entire month of Trick Talks. Um, we've had such amazing people on there. This month we're going to have another group of amazing people and Jenny has joined and so soon we will start our conversation. I can't wait to speak with her. I got the notification. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be talking with you. I are love you it. I love your plants. I love your background. I've got my one little plant. <laughs> Well, we have the same vibe with the light, the little. Yes, oil diffuser, trying to, yes, have all the like mm -hmm. little vibes. Um, I'm so honored you asked me to join you tonight. So thank you so much. Of course. Do you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So can you tell us about um, when your trichotillomania started, kind of that journey up until now? Well, I want to say, um, I was probably six or seven years old. You know, I've, I'm um, over the last few years, joined some groups, support groups, um, Facebook, Instagram, you know, the community and in talking and just learning other people's stories too. I think that's a pretty fair guess that predominantly it starts in childhood around that age for most people. And for most women, I was definitely six or seven. And one of my first memories um, with hair pulling is that I was lashes and brows. And one of my first memories is my mom or my grandma, or it could have been both because I, I feel like I was in a car driving somewhere. And the memory I have is a woman in my life that was very important to me nonetheless mom, grandma, or both had the conversation in the front seats while I'm in the back that you should stop. You should stop pulling your lashes. Don't do that. I, what happened? What happened here? So there must have been a little gap mm -hmm. and it was brought to their attention. And then they wanted to say, you don't want to have that, you know, and they'll never grow back and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so it definitely started for me as a kid. And Hands to head and hands to face have been my go-to as coping, as a stress reliever, whether it was to bite my nails or chew on a pen or pencil in school, play with my hair. When I did have long hair, it was to play with ends and run it along my chin. So hands, hands are always around here. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so hair pulling, you know, just progressed from there, definitely. Now you started with lashes and then eyebrows and then hair, were there, was it kind of right away or maybe, you know, a few years here and then it worked? Correct. So, uh, you know, I suppose you could say, <clears throat> I hate to use even the word control when it comes to BFRBs because that can be elusive and that can be a, diff a difficult word triggering for some even because do we ever have it? Is it ever I, I, debatable, right? Mm -hmm. Debatable and certainly individualized. Um, but I guess you could say between when I first knew that I was definitely a person that would pull and tug at eyelashes and eyebrows, as, as I said, a child. And that was always, I was reading a book or riding in the car and that would be where my hands would go. Well, it progressed 
then, you know, here we are now a middle schooler, a high schooler. And I'm sure my story is a lot like others where now we're so self-aware, but in all the wrong ways, self-conscious, you know, easily embarrassed, easy, like wanting to just blend and not be in the forefront of anybody's um, line of sight. You know, you just want to mm -hmm. kind of be in the herd and with the herd, but um, not ousted for any reason. So anyway, I would feel, I feel like if again, a little gap in the brow started or a gap in eyelashes, I found ways to hide it. Certainly um, as I got on in years, found ways to play with makeup, draw on a brow, fill it in, or um, use the black eyeliner or things like that. So I was lashes and brows through adult, my adult life. It's when, it's right around 2014 and 2015. And I'm sure it's no coincidence that it was related to an extremely stressful time in my life and a level of trauma that I began to really go after my hairline and behind the neck and behind the ears and my bangs and to the point where then now there's noticeable spots on my scalp. So I was already 40 years old. Yeah. So that's about the time it moved up to my scalp. And um, I decided to shave my head in 2017. And I still do. <laughs> That's my next question. What made you want to do that? How did it feel doing that? Yeah. So I have to say about this time, you know, when I'm 40 years old. And so in my story, I, I, that's when I was the most defeated. I was really felt so defeated but i feel that in the per in the journey i've been on here with trichotillomania and bfrbs and and basically my self-worth and i'll get to that i think it's just completely integral to everything in my experience it's it's uh not until i yeah it was basically 40 years old and had and it's now so right here it's so in my face like this is happening this is how you cope with things. You either have to change or accept it or like pivot or, but I, hiding and being ashamed isn't sustainable. It's just not sustainable because that's what I had been doing, right? Like hiding and having, like having that secret. So when you ask about shaving my head and arriving at that decision, it was, yeah, this is, this makes sense because, well, if there's no hair or length of hair to pull, then I can't pull. And maybe it's just like a start from scratch kind of feeling and vibe, mm -hmm. but it's also, it also went hand in hand with me telling basically the world. I have trichotillomania. This is what it is if you didn't know. And much like you, you know, just really wanted to come out and use a platform like Instagram or Facebook and get into my communities and in my networks and just say, um, I deal with this. I want to stop feeling ashamed or embarrassed about it, carrying this secret and creating my own sense of stigma about this is hurting me. It's damaging. Mm -hmm. And so I really went sort of like launched into a whole journey of who I am and what I'm worth and whether I feel like I'm enough, pretty enough, smart enough, um, you know, had to kind of go into those areas and decide for myself um, that trichotillomania can be a burden and it can be so debilitating and devastating 
but I can also kind of change my mindset about it and really about myself, basically about myself. And I think it had to get to that point where I hit a real low emotionally, mm -hmm. um, shaving my head felt desperate and it felt radical, but I then on the other side felt so free. <laughs> I felt so free. And then hand in hand with sharing with people and telling people and doing my best to discover more about it myself in a community like this really felt very freeing. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. What made you want to like, you know, start sharing on Instagram and do you remember maybe that first post that you did about trick? What did yeah. that, that feel getting it out there like that? Well, um, I was so scared. I was really scared. Um, I, but I knew, um, I, I knew it had to, to be done. I, I, I feel like, um, I felt like maybe if there's one other person out there that I can reach who has also, um, something about themselves, they feel so ashamed of, they, they've never told anybody or this, a habit or a, an urge that they have or an addiction, or even, you know, uh, maybe they do other things as a means of coping with anxiety or stress or trauma or boredom or what, you know, how so many people have different reasons that they um, have dermatillomania or trichotillomania. I don't mean to, I don't mean to silo it, but you know what I'm saying? I felt like I can help one person just by saying, um, I felt broken. I felt flawed and damaged and very, uh, um, unworthy. I felt very unworthy, I think, for a lot of my life. And then it was coupled with really just trichotillomania is an outward show of like something maybe wrong there or like maybe this person doesn't feel worthy or is um, trying to mask something about themselves because, you know, I'm drawing on the eyeliner or I'm drawing in and filling in my brows or wearing the scarf or the wig. Well, not everybody has that outward show. So I felt like let me talk about this. So perhaps anyone else who's just feeling it's a kind of a relatable topic. They just don't have any outward shows of where they feel unworthy or where they feel um, like they aren't enough in this, in this world. Um, and we can just normalize. Yeah. We all have these thoughts. We all have these feelings. And um, that was kind of my, I was so scared though. I was, I, I was in, I was in tears. It was a Facebook live, like my first sort of um, inviting people into to watch or hear this story or to discover what I had to say. And um, I was definitely emotional. That's <laughs> but again, it, again, it felt like a weight had lifted. I really knew it was a turning point in my in my personal life as a mom, as a wife, as a woman to say like, I'm really not going to talk to myself the way I've talked to myself before this. I really have choices in how I, you know, learn to live with trichotillomania and look at it. And I, I, I can have more of a, um, of a role in my own life and certainly in building up my self-worth. So that's where that all began. It felt really good. Yeah. Well, I have to say you inspired me to be more open because I would watch your stories and I was like, she's the best. Like you have the personality. You would just talk about things, like listen, everybody, and kind of like go through, you know, what happened 
to you that day or your, how your pulling was that day, maybe products that you've used. And I was just like, she's so cool. Like, I, I love watching you. It felt like a conversation. You know, you have that wonderful personality. It's like, oh, you know, I feel like it's one-on-one. -on -one. So it's, it's on the Instagram. So thank you for that. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That makes me so happy because um, that's all I want. And, and um, you know, this is such an interesting juxtaposition here because Instagram can be where we start scrolling and start comparing ourselves to somebody else's best moment of their life, right? They're typically posting the most beautiful aesthetic or something really awe-inspiring um, and or their successes. And so you can get certainly get lost in if we're not careful with our boundaries. Um, oh, you know, that looks like such a great... But I've always wanted to keep it conversational. I've always wanted to keep it grounded in like every one of us has um, our sides of us that are goofy, are weird, are, um, you know, straight up like flawed. And yeah, we're, no one's perfect and it's not a highlight reel all the time. And whether, and so it's like today, I don't know if you saw this, but Lizzo um, stood in the mirror and she's big into affirmations, you know, and she's um, standing in her mirror and putting it out on Instagram for everybody to see that she's like loving on her body, physically like touching her body parts that she has struggled with and struggled to accept about herself and wanted to change and been devastated over. She's now just going, I love you. You've kept me well and healthy. I'm grateful for you, you know. And for me, I, uh, I teared up a little bit because it's like, that's how I came to see hair pulling. Hair pulling and trichotillomania and having urges that I categorized as, this isn't normal, this isn't right. As a child, don't do that, Jenny. You should stop that. It won't grow back. You'll be changed mm -hmm. forever. You know, those messages. Mm -hmm. So I, once I came out publicly and just decided to share and I know that I know that part of the journey might not be for everybody but but truly sharing with someone you trust where you feel safe I really recommend because of how freeing it feels to have that off of your own chest you know you can release some of that it doesn't have such a hold on you anymore when you can share with a spouse or a sibling or whoever who might not oh. but the point the point is I at one point was journaling that's one of my things I do to keep busy about how grateful I am. You know what? I'm grateful I have trichotillomania. I'm grateful that I, this, this has taught me patience with myself. It's taught me to accept who I am despite what I can or can't control. It's taught me to probably be more, a lot more empathetic and understanding of everyone's on a journey, as I mentioned, whether you can see it from the outside or not, or there's anything showing over what they're, their stresses are or their anxiety might be or their worries on their mind or their true um, heart aches, you know, we don't know. And so it's like to have gone through what I'm going through and to still be going through is like, I'm grateful. I'm almost like, was this part of some plan? And um, I, I'm still kind of, I'm obviously a work in progress, but things like this, conversations like this are truly, truly beneficial. I hope viewers feel the same. Thank you for yeah. sure. And I mean, this is just, you're like, I'm like, you know, welling up a little bit because you're talking, I'm like, oh my God. Um, yeah. So 
have you ever met another trickster in real life? And if so, what was that like? Okay, gosh, this bums me out because I was the BFRB, TLC.org. That whole convention was going to be right down the street from me. I'm in Illinois. I'm in Chicago. So this would have been April 2020 would have been my first time at that convention um, event, if you will. And I had never been before. So I was certainly so excited to get to know anyone and everyone that was going to be there um, and just to be part of that and just to be really like immersed in um, the community and in care, you know, caregivers that um, deal with BFRBs and um, get educated myself and sit and just really, so maybe they will have an online event or, I mean, I, I will admit, um, I look forward to that. This is like, oh, I'm seeing people log in. And so um, have I met people in person? Well, I, when I went on Facebook Live the first time, you know, you get comments and you get people in your DMs that are like, you know, I think my sister-in-law might have had this or my child um, will sit and tug it there. And so that was really so interesting. And I felt very honored to be trusted with people that wanted to reach out to me that way and was really open for that. Um, I have met I met a young lady um we were sort of working towards the same goals at one point she's in Wisconsin so we were able to meet she said I'm on my way from the airport and um that was really exciting she is an incredible person and so um and she we were in some of the same Facebook groups and support um chats and things like that so that was really exciting and yeah the the ability to be able to talk freely with others that know where you're coming from and have a, an understanding immediately and a judgment-free, you know, safe space to, to dialogue is so, so instrumental, so important. So um, I know I'm seeing so many people log in and seeing some of you. And so just when you feel like you know people, you feel like you've met in person, but you haven't just because you followed their content or you cheered them on or, you know, they might produce, um, they might themselves produce products like fidget toys or wigs or hair pieces, toppers, things like that, um, that are so exciting and so helpful and um, so vital to, to healing and to coping. So I feel like I know a lot of uh, folks in person, but hopefully we can all get together again soon. <laughs> yeah, that would also be my first one. I was like, woohoo. And like you said, you know, yes. not happening now, but you know, that's okay. Yeah. Sometime soon. Yeah. When did you find out there was the name trichotillomania for the behaviors that you were doing? Okay, this is interesting because I, um, I was, you know, I was probably about 15 years ago or so, I want to say, um, and I Googled, I'm Googling, hair pulling, and at, up until that point, I truly am just like, I, does anyone else do this? No one in my immediate circle mm -hmm. seemed to do that or um biting nails too I really don't want to negate the fact that this has been a lifelong struggle as well my my mm -hmm. mom wanted me to stop and was getting me the, the remember did anyone else have the nasty little solution like Sally Hansen might have made like a nail biter mm -hmm. you know like it's hopefully not poisonous but it tastes bad enough you don't want to bite your nail so we've, I've been through all that and so I googled but I definitely Googled hair pulling and I was taken to YouTube videos. So at that point, I think there was a couple of vloggers and maybe Dateline had run a story on um, a woman from the UK. Um, you know, she's 
out there and been out there a long time talking about hair pulling because as a teenager she was blogging and she had a real kind of breakdown emotional display about what her struggles were so that really introduced me to okay yeah there's this name for it and so um i i will say too just right off i've been to therapy i've been to psychologists i've been to an out outpatient program which was more geared towards OCD, but um, when, my, when my point was low enough that it really seemed like I needed some pretty focused support for a time, I was part of that program and they did their best to tailor it to impulse control and trick. And it was helpful. I will say I, it was helpful. There were tools that I picked up along the way. Am I disciplined? Am I um, do I do I do I go down every path diligently? No, I haven't really stuck with an NAC vitamin program. I um, always in the back of my mind, I think, well, maybe I have ADHD, or maybe I have this or that, or maybe I could really dive more deep into um, um, hormones or this this landscape physically. What might trigger? And diet, certainly diet, gut health. I mean, you start to hear all kinds of things that might be part of the the teeter totter of this whole thing of BFRBs in general. Um, but again, it's very individualized. It's I'm not here to offer anyone advice other than um, other than really, truly trying to learn to love and accept yourself, no matter what's going on, no matter how many hairs are on your head or how many hairs are on your eyelashes, you know. We, um, to get to a place where, um, I won't let my quality of life or quality of time with people or quality of relationships suffer because, oh, darn it. I'm missing a couple hairs or my, my head is bald. I just won't. I just have decided that, you know, um, but I know there's so many solutions and so many, um, pathways to go down. I just haven't really, you know, gone down all of them. That's for sure. Who was the first non-family member? I know you said maybe mom and grandma yeah. saw that right away. Who was someone that you chose to tell maybe for the first time? And how did that experience go for you? Gosh, you know, um, I think that it's in my nature to be pretty, sorry about that. It's in my nature to be pretty affable pretty, um, pretty, uh, you know, go with the flow. So I think that it, there probably was in middle school or high school, someone who pointed out again, like, put on your eyebrow. <laughs> and, um, I might've even, I, I don't remember, you know, cause again, you're kind of working off the cuff and just, oh, I, you know, I pulled them out or I chugged them out. And, um, but we learn quickly, you know, based on someone's reaction to that or, you know, someone's nonverbal cue they give to that, what we might say in the future or what, how we might edit that or filter that or never be caught with the naked brow again or what have you. Um, so there was probably a comment or two, but it's not like I said, oh, when I'm very stressed, I sit home and I... <laughs> I tend to pull my eyebrows a lot and for a period of time and it's called trichotillomania and here's the thing you know I wasn't definitely not like but I'm sure it was discovered here and there 
Um, you know, you live with a roommate in college, you have, you know, you're definitely around and spending time with people who, when there's certain times I'm, yeah, reading a book or working on a laptop. So a corporate job was tough. And this was before fidget toys, you know, when I just, I would come up with my own things to fidget with, a necklace or what have you. Mm -hmm. Like I said, my hair, the ends of my hair. So, but really, I think that, um, I don't know that I really did make the choice because again, when I started to pull around my hairline, it was my husband that noticed, you know, when the wind blew and we all know that getting out of the pool or the wind blowing kind of scenario, um, said, what happened? Now here's the thing. <laughs> I'm just, I think I hid I think I hid it pretty well from him all those years. And at that point we were probably married, you know, twelve years. So it was almost like he was really surprised because I'm just not sure how in I'm j I just think I got pretty good at the makeup and the lashes and brows thing, but um he's been nothing but supportive. Again, when you know when when you when you do find that you have someone in your life that you can trust and feel very safe with, um, and that may be a therapist or a um, psychologist or counselor, or even just, you know, a best friend, but yeah, if there's any, or someone in the community here, but I really think that being able to talk about it in a trusted place with a trusted person is so vital, is so vital to the journey. Yeah. Um. What are some things that you do? I know you talk about fidget toys that maybe help lessen your urges if you are having like, a day where you know you, you notice that your hands are going back up and up. What are some things that you do to help kind of lessen that? Yeah. Oh, I love to. Um, is this like you know? I love to cook. So if I'm busy with something, um, then I'm in a pretty good space. And I was even reading recently where cooking and activity, busy work can be very meditative. You know, meditation doesn't always have to look like, you know, hands uh, at the ohm, <laughs> you know, sitting Indian style and real quiet and breath work. It can be just where you're in a zone of tranquility, doing something that you love with music you like, or um, listening to a podcast, walking the dog, so walking and hiking, I love to do. I'm in a suburb, so not too much, not too much hiking these days. I have to plan that out, but just walks with her, just really keeping busy, getting out fresh air. And especially this past year, that has been so key. Mm -hmm. um, I love to cook. I love, so the, all of it, the chopping vegetables, peeling the things, um, mashing the potatoes, the whole process. I don't love the dishes, but I love to cook and I love food. So <laughs> I, um, I'm a foodie for sure. And journaling has helped. Um, again, I'm not the most disciplined person, but I do keep this nearby. And even if there's times where it's like, what am I going to write? Or I'm not even inspired to jot down much or write much. Um, I'll go to some Instagram accounts that might have some little journal cues or journal, um, you know, a place to launch and kind of get an idea flowing. Or I'll just doodle and um, put pen to paper. I love these colored pens. So drawing for sure um, and talking, <laughs> I guess I'm just like kind of a talker and I've been a little qu more quiet on social media this past year, but just kind of behind the scenes and figuring things out. But I do love to, uh, I do love to be with people and exchange energy with people. And, um, y you know, uh, I do love to entertain, that's for sure. So keeping busy is always going to help 
me. <clears throat> Have you noticed over the years, maybe there are times in your life where your pulling has kind of like receded to the back? I know for me, I've had like years where I don't pull the eyelashes at all. And then I come back full speed. Have there yeah. ever been years like that for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I, um, it's always kind of like when you look back at photos and you think, oh, wow. And I, I remember being upset about my hair that day or it was pretty great. Or, you know, it's just mm -hmm. kind of like, I remember feeling like um, my pants were too small and look how, you know, in shape I looked then. I mean, it's always the, the, the um, hindsight. But I would say, I mean, I would say, honestly, like right now today, um, I, there has been, mo there has been times where um, I've gone an expansive time without maybe a month or two or three without pulling. I would say the most, the success I had in growing my hair the last couple of years, because I did grow it out for a bit in 2019, but I reserved, you know, a spot. <laughs> I reserved a place to, um, and I had a hairstylist at the time and she's like, that's your playground. That'll be your playground. And that's fine. We'll just flop that over there or do an undercut shave here thing, whatever. So, you know, there is, um, and I just, I'm still dealing with that to be honest, because, um, like tweezers are not my friend. I've had my husband, I say, get all the tweezers and get them out of here, get them where I can't find them because um, the urges will come. And it's, it is almost like um, a thing I look forward to. I'm gonna, I've, I've done the busy work, I've cooked, I've, I've done all the projects around here. I have um, done a Zoom call, I've been blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then I'm gonna go be by myself and get the tweezers and like, so, I do recognize that it's like, this is clearly almost like I've prescribed for myself this time or this session. So um, that's where I have to ask myself, do I want that? Is that what I want in my life right now? And if it is, then I have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if it is, then of course, there's no shame in that. Um, there's just a thought process to go through with that. So um, I def it's definitely been a long time since I've been pull free. And I, you know, it's kind of like diets and restrictive eating. I feel, I don't know if pull free is the goal. I really, for me, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but, and I don't know if um, having a chin length bob is my goal. I just don't even know anymore. I'm just like living for today and trying to, um, you know, stay true to, again, like making sure I know every day that I'm loved, that I'm enough, that I'm worthy. I'm worthy of this time with you. I'm worthy of, um, you know, good, good experiences and love in my life and, and respect and, and earning people's trust. And I just have to keep working on that regardless of the exterior skin, bones, and hair. <laughs> yeah, I spoke yeah. before about, I used to do, there was like an app where you would track your days. Yeah. And I would just like lie. Like I would pull hair out and I'd be like, oh, it's just one. I don't need to track that. And I'm like, wait, what's the purpose here if I'm lying to myself and to this app just for like numbers sake and then I feel bad about it and I feel worse than I normally would and it's like yeah, yeah pull free is not for me I just can't yeah
you know, I, I'm, I don't want to set myself up. I'm already dealing with trying to accept this. Yeah, I can. I don't need to put another thing like, you know, don't mess this up, you know? So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, I love, um, I love content creators as well. And um, I would say like, you know, I don't know if you want to say spokespeople, but just people that have emerged in the community by way of a um, article online or in a popular magazine, maybe they are a model or an actress or a singer that has a BFRB. Um, I do love that, you know, it's, obviously we're working against the standards. So that's tough, right? So, but that's anybody, that's Lizzo in front of her mirror today. Like, I love you no matter what society, fashion, this, that, my industry tells me I should look like, or I'm more palatable or likable or lovable as. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're working with is um, everywhere I look, is you know a new lash program you can do at home with glue and lashes or extensions or you know that whole fluffy butterfly lash look and it's and so are we beautiful without lashes absolutely i'm looking at i mean i look around it's like gorgeous people are beautiful for a million reasons other than uh you know their exterior features but we are working against that. And, um, and so to have a sh really strong sense of self in that landscape is key. And I don't think it would happen without conversations like this or being able to connect with people who can relate to us. Mm -hmm. And so for, again, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. There were some products I know that you used before that you really liked. I don't know if you're still using like, Monet was one. That's um, that like. Yeah, I was I was with Monate as um, a representative, meaning I love these products and I felt like they were helpful. Um, the ingredients were working for me. I feel like there's lots of dupes as well. As so when you talk about a lash serum or something mm -hmm. that might be a topical, uh, you know, growth serum, things like that. I'm on TikTok and on TikTok, someone was talking about a, a, another vitamin, you know, is it biotin? Is it hair, skin, nails? Is it a calcium folic acid blend? I mean, we've, we've tried them all, right? We've mm -hmm. tried them all. And, um, and I'm not really loyal to one or the other. I take, um, I take a multivitamin every day. I take, um, I do take one called hair, skin and nails cause it's a gummy and it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so give me all the gummies. Um, and, and I haven't really done a serum or a invigorating scalp, anything or anything like that. I have, you know, I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time, but there's so much on the market ranging from, Hey, you know what? You, you don't have a problem with a, a chemical science here. Hey Jess, um, you know, you go straight in for a full chemical hair growth regimen or uh, even a medical procedure, cool. Or, you know, you want to go natural, organic, um, essential oils and ingredients, seeds and berries, go for that. So I think, again, it can be so individualized, but I've, I am grateful there's so much available and so much access to resources. And I do understand, I have a much better understanding now of how that can also be um, really dangerous. We want to be really safeguarded against being taken advantage of because it's it's like weight loss or it's like any other vulnerable situation 
if we feel like we want to fix, improve, or change something, there might be always someone taking your money and there's, their products aren't that great. So um, today I'm not really affiliated with one or the other, but I love learning about all the new things out there. I do know that I'm just sort of doing the head scars. I don't know, wigs just weren't for me. I, I feel like I tried wigs and I had um, access to some affordable wigs and I even when I was like this is cool because everyone knows what I'm going through so I can change it up and um I could have blonde hair one day and be a brunette the next day and have some fun with it I'm just more rocking this look these days so and you know so it's more comfortable I I guess yeah I I got into wigs like in a different way like not for sure like I was kind of like oh I want to change my hair sometimes at the time I had like really short hair and now that I am pulling so much again from my hair it's like oh now I might try before Craig but before it was just you know for fun because I love that idea too like let's change it up you know yeah fun yeah um, so yeah I also have tried magnetic lashes mm -hmm. I heard all those I tried them didn't like them yeah not, they, they um I don't have any eyelashes at all these are you know big too um, but they would come up in the front. So now it was adding more stress because I already yeah. don't have eyelashes. Now I'm trying to cover it and then they're not working properly. So that was like, you know what? I'm just going to glue them on. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, yeah. heavy handed with the glue. But, you know, sometimes I take them off. Sometimes I don't want to, but. Yeah. It's, it's so cool that there is like everywhere from Walgreens to mail order to, you know, so many, so many available now. And then everywhere we can tune into Instagram or YouTube or TikTok to get a tutorial about how to put them on. I mean, that's all amazing. And it is kind of like what, you know, sometimes what is it that makes my hand, I wear contact lenses. So sometimes I think even just dry eyes and staring at these screens all day, you know, we all get the dry eye. And I feel like if my contact has something that's a, a, the slightest bit irritating, I, and I'll start to itch my eye and it can, it can just snowball from there. So I know, I know, I know where, even if I ever had a couple lashes and thought maybe extensions would be for me, I just have not pulled the trigger because of the idea that would that maybe even make my urges more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dying to try them. Don't have enough to get them yet. But I'm like, when I started to want them, I'm like, oh, now I, you know, there's nothing to hold on to. But right. yeah, I have had friends who've had them and they say they kind of, they might itch. Like, you know, it's, yeah, they've gotten them in a million different places, but you know, they might itch and I'm thinking that's me. If it starts to itch, like I'm pulling them all out. Like I just yeah. be able to, to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's just, it's to have a, you know, place where everyone can collectively talk about things like this. So I've, you know, found some real benefit in um, comment sections, like especially under your posts and things like that, where people are coming together and offering ideas or what works for them. Um, because I'm always willing to try something new and um, it's my discipline. It's really comes out of discipline. And especially when it comes to just the the replacement behavior, if an urge comes on, well, what can I divert and go do and being more disciplined in that? But um, I do love that people have a place to kind of log, okay, I tried this the other day and I don't know if it'll work for anybody else, but 
you know, it worked for me and it felt good or I noticed a difference or things like that. And I think that's really important. I had on one of my trick talks, a girl named Anna, she told me about a lash glue that's black that you just like put on like black eyeliner and put the lashes on and I use it now. And I would have never heard about it if I didn't talk to another trickster about it. And it's like, like, yeah. so, like this is great. I just pop them on and it looks like I have makeup on. It's just the glue that's dried, you know? So it's, it's exactly those conversations. Vaseline um, is something yeah. from a trickster. Yes. That's, that's so cool. That's so cool. Gosh, I think like, you know, again, I mean, I love just staying in today and I, it's helped with anxiety for me in general, but um, also just the idea that we have, uh, we don't know how long on this earth. And so it's like, again, do I want to, you know, spend, listen, I, putting on makeup and feeling pretty is um, helpful to me. It's to, to my confidence or to just showing up in my life or whether it's the carpool at school or an Instagram live, like it feels good. And so um, we do things that I think give us some pride and make us feel good and like give us that little boost and skip in our step and feel joyful. Because if we're feeling joyful, we're going to, I think, project that out and then like lend it in energy energetically to others. And so whatever, whatever works there, you know, we, our time is so finite that if there's anything I wanted to leave anybody with today here is just really like take steps or, you know, take time right now to figure out how not to spend more time hating the disorder, hating the appearance of, or the results of having a pull or having um, some dermatillomania. Really our time is limited and not to make that like a scarcity scared mindset, but just to say like, you are so worth and you are so enough right now today, no matter what. And, and to like, to embody that might take a few conversations with yourself in the mirror throughout the day, every day, but be diligent and disciplined in that because, um, because what if, what if, yeah, I don't have a pull free day ever again in my life. What if, um, what if, you know, tomorrow they come out with a product that I swallow a pill and lashes immediately grow, <laughs> you know, like anything is possible. And I just, I just feel like, um, if we are focused on, you know, remembering we're, we're loved and we are worth, we are worth so much. Um, I just, it, it can be, it can just be unburdened by the sorrow, the sorrow of like, I wish this wasn't happening for me or to me, or I wish I wasn't built like this. Um, magical things can happen. Just really beautiful things can happen. So I hope people know that. Well, Jenny, this has been an absolute pleasure. That's a beautiful, you know, note to end something that I'm going to practice myself with those, when I have those days, I'm speaking negatively towards myself. I'm going to, I'm going to try what you said. I am really thankful that you heard that with us. Thank you. Good, good. Um, and it's, it's ongoing, right? I want to thank you so much for allowing me just a spa space with you and, um, you're inspiring me. You know, I have been a little quiet. I've taken just like a step back for a minute here in 2020 and don't know, you know, what, 
what what's next for me in terms of social media or you know whether I just um, share a little or share a lot but um, trichotillomania hasn't always been like the focus of um, my platform uh, and um, but I don't I also you know I also don't want to neglect that if anyone's out there and watching and, and listening and engaging um, you're inspiring me to, to step it up and just really share, you know, that, that, my, that, that part of my day to day, a little insight to, you know, what, what it looks like or what it feels like. Because again, um, even the people here in the feed, if, um, if we're speaking to you and anything resonates, I think that's so important. And it, it really um, makes me feel really good. So well, thank you so much, Jenny. I hope you have a wonderful evening and I hope to talk to you soon. I can't wait for more talks and what you're doing is so amazing. So thank you very much. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Bye everyone. Take care. Bye.